Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, um, and today I'm joined with Vince. I don't know if it is. Is it Vincent? Vince? 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 Vincent? Most people it's Vince. Vince. Uh, my mum is Vincent. Yeah. Um, it's Dovey. Dovey. Oh, I see. But, right. Yeah. I've gone for a Whitley Whiteley thing. People do that. It's Alex Whitley. I'm like, it's Whiteley. In the end, you give up. Correcting that. You do, yeah. But for a podcast, we've got to get this right. Vincent Dovey. Vince Dovey. Um, and we, you've been on the show before. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, um, about a year or a bit ago. Yeah, but I'm glad we, we've been able to re- redo this because uh, it was full of like technical blah, 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 yeah. Zoom stuff that happens. Uh, and uh, it's nice to actually finally meet you in person. I'm finding this now that I'm speaking to people for the first time in person, even though we've worked together in the past. It's just, it's, a, it's an odd world we're living in right now. Yeah, we might be getting back to some sort of normality. Well, I hope so, uh, from the 19th. I mean, I know I know cases are rising with COVID, but I don't know how that m- works with, like, the mortality rate because of the vaccine. I, I don't know what's happening there. So I don't think you're alone in that, to be fair. Yeah, I think a lot of people are pondering what's going on there because... Uh, it is concerning when they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about this deadly virus that's going on. You guys crack on with your lives. <laughs> Go out. What was he He was saying the other day? It's, uh, yeah, it's all, we'll rely on the sense and sensibilities of the great British public. And then you see the football. Yeah, they trashed uh, London. They yeah, trashed, trashed Leicester Square. And yeah. yeah, so, you know, fingers crossed, we'll rely on the sense <laughs> of the great British public. I think it's a case of being sensible now, isn't it? Yeah. You know, social distancing, I don't think is, an, is a problem anyway. I quite like not having some guy like, you know, pressed up against me in a queue for Primark or something like that. I prefer to have a bit of space when I'm kind of shopping. And you know. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are uh, perhaps reluctant to go back to standing five deep, deep at a bar. Yeah. Waiting for a drink, having, yeah. having people, as you said, cheek to jail. <laughs> you know maybe not the way to go i remember uh, when this first happened uh when it first started and they, they first started letting people in the shops but they just first put the dots on the floor mm. to sort of, and i was in um i, I was in a, uh, a one stop in telford and um i was waiting at the queue and some guy stood right behind me and i remember just, this is the first time i'd ever looked at someone and say off you move like go mm. on move out the way <laughs> Go on, jog on. I didn't. I didn't. I felt like a bit of a, a bit of a snooty madam, you know, like doing all that sort of stuff. But it was. It's right, isn't it? You know, you got to follow the rules. Um, and I, there's a lot of people that are, are reluctant to give up their masks as well, and they're saying, "No, oh, you can wear your masks if you like." But the, the, my understanding of the science is, masks only work if everyone wears a mask, right? So you can wear a mask <coughs> as much as you want, but it's not going to work. I don't know. I'm trying to be positive with it, but it's it's just a scary situation we're in. I think if you want to wear a mask. You wear a mask. Psychologically, I, I think, think so. if yeah. you don't want to wear a mask, then don't wear a mask. But just because you don't want to wear one doesn't mean you should be able to tell other people that they can't. Yes. Well, it's exactly. like a lot of things in life. Everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of very vocal people seem to think that, you know, I've made a decision about what I'm going to do and everyone else has got to follow it. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, That's the you know world what? we live in right now. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you want to go that way, as long as you're not harming anybody, then... If I want to wear a mask, it doesn't affect anybody else. Yeah. See that Alex Whiteley guy? He was uh, recording a podcast without a mask. Burn him. Burn, Burn him, him at the stake. stake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- that's one promise I'll make, is that if uh, if you are wearing a mask, if you're not wearing a mask, I'm not going to shame you. Do what you want. Do what's comfortable for you. Um, but anyway, Shopshot ITC, like when we when we were talking to you last time, um, you were developing apps for pubs just before, you know, just to make things easier for people. Um, how did that go? 
Um, it went really well. It was always designed as a uh, a bit of a stopgap until the government caught themselves up yeah. and actually put out something that uh, worked and that yeah, people the could NHS use. Code, the app came out, but you were like, Fuck. "Well, no." To be fair, because <laughs> we we built it, uh, we gave it away free of charge. It was never a money making thing. It was always. It started off with my local, the Woody, yeah. um, and they were worried about hang on I've got to take people's name on a piece of paper and leave that piece of paper about then I've got a data protection and all this kind of stuff so we I had a chat with them we built something that was simple to use um, we rolled it out to I think 100 and something establishments in the end not just pubs but cafes churches um, and then over the course of a couple of weeks after that well maybe six weeks seven weeks after that the government started getting their act together a bit yes um and people quite understandably turned around and said well i can have this free app or i can have the one that's linked into the nhs and the government and all that kind of stuff i had a few people turn around and say i'm really sorry but do you mind if i no no it was always designed as uh, a stopgap yeah. and if, if it helped you kind of get back on your feet it was it was uh, a, a- a very innovative, innovative idea, and um, it was before the, the COVID app was was rolled out. So I feel like, if anything, you were kind of like you were ahead of the game. You know, you kind of proved that. Oh you, yeah, that's that's know, me, ahead of, the game. ahead of the game. But it was it was it was one of, I mean, at the time, it was one of many things that people were doing because there was a lovely. God, it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? But there was that lovely coming together where people were you know, knocking on your next door neighbour's door and saying, do you need some milk or going shopping for other people yeah. and all those lovely things. That- There's some great um, like Facebook groups and stuff developed for helping people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I think it was, it was, was it Jamie Russell started the one for, he did, he did one for, was it Copthorne? I don't know. There was there was there was some, and there there was a, a group that I'm part of called Shrewsbury People helping one another. Simple, mm-hmm. and it's people like. And now because obviously everything's open, there's this group of people, and they just share memes and they share jokes and they do quizzes and they just keep each other company on Facebook. It's nice to see that people coming together. And then there was that nice summer, wasn't there, where everything sort of opened again. You walked through town and you felt like you were walking through Bruges or somewhere in Europe. Yep. It was just like, you know, canopies everywhere for cafes and stuff. That was a beautiful. That was a beautiful summer. That was because I think th- there's, there's a with the caveat it's been bloody awful. Yeah, it's been. <clears throat> you've had people. You've had many, many deaths. You had many, many people who were affected by long COVID. You've had businesses go to the wall. You've had. Um, Hashtag toilet gate, toilet roll gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've had mental health issues. With the caveat that it's been absolutely horrible, if there's a positive, hopefully we can just still maintain a little bit of that. Knowing if, Even if it's just knowing everyone on your street yeah, and yeah. just nodding and, you know, you're right and keeping an eye out on people and, you know, allowing people to... What's that thing? It's, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just allowing blokes... To be able to turn around and say, do you know what, I'm struggling a bit. Mm-hmm. So you know, fingers very, crossed. very important, close, very close to my heart as well. And you know, I've, I'm always very honest about my mental health and situations that's going on. And 
I'm 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 happy by saying I had a bit of a wobble yesterday. I had my my anxiety peaked. I was just talking to you about it now before we hit record about pod aid and how everything became real, <laughs> very yep. very real on the first day that we were allowed to like share the graphics and stuff. I was like, oh my god, this is this thing's happened. What's going to be? What if it's going to be a failure? What if I do this? I I, I panicked and created a, a Facebook page which I wasn't supposed to because Reach were like I thought we were going to make the Facebook page for you as a group as a thing, and I was I, I kind of had this bit of a meltdown. Uh, but luckily I got the biscuitiers and I got the Usuk guys they're all just kind of like what do you need and I was like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I need I just need something you know sometimes you just need to be able to go ah yeah, and yeah, have, yeah. have someone sit there and either calm you down take some weight off you or, or just sit you down and just go shh chill I mean look how relaxed um, Paulie was in Rocky was it Rocky 4 happy birthday Paulie um, was it Rocky 4 or Rocky 3 they had that robot, you know. Look, Paulie and Rocky was always like this angst, angry person until Rocky got him that robot. You know, I need that robot from Rocky. I think we all need a Rocky robot, don't we? Yeah, happy honest. birthday, Paulie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So what we, what I want to I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to I want to I want to venture back because um, the the podcast we recorded last time was plagued with uh, with internet issues and stuff. But we got the freedom of just recording locally here today. So let's go back. Vince, and let's talk about you. Where, where do you hail from? Where, where do you begin as a, as a human being? Um, South East London. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't tell, can no. you? I think I sound like the Queen, but no one else does. Um, yeah, South East London. Um, perfectly normal, happy South East London upbringing. Um, Bit of a geezer or? No, 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 no. Very quiet, very well behaved. Very <laughs> decent young man. Um, and then, uh, oh God, 29 years ago, something like that, moved up here, um, moved up here with a, a, a lady, didn't work it out, uh, was too stubborn yeah. to go back down south, didn't want to go back with a tail between my legs, yeah. um, and kind of liked it up here. See, that's, I mean, I was, I was speaking to Jamie Russell, author, uh, a couple of episodes ago, and he's a Londoner as well, moved up here, and he was saying, he, he mentioned something quite nice, I, I thought it was really, really poignant, he said he was on the train, and all of a sudden, all the buildings disappeared, and it was all fields and sheep, and he was like, oh my god, what am I doing, and he had that panic moment of, oh my god, I'm moving to the sticks, what's going on, but I think when you get to Shropshire, or Shrewsbury, or wherever you are in Shropshire, and you see that place where you've landed, you're kind of like, oh, okay. This is not too bad, actually. For for me, it was it was almost the other way around. I um I I, I moved up here, and then I said quite quickly it didn't work out. So I got my own place. Didn't know anybody, not a soul up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started going into pubs like the Yorkshire House. Yeah. Um, just sort of sitting on the periphery of groups, and slowly but surely you start conversations. And um, and Shrewsbury was a very different place then. You know, mm. a, a curry house was a quite a racy and new establishment. Idea, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, pubs were pubs that ended at eleven, <laughs> um, and apart from somewhere like the fridge, uh, as a club, there was nowhere for anybody who liked a bit of rock music or something a bit indie. Although I'm, so, I mean, like I, I love places like like that. I mean, I, I grew up in, in Wrexham, like where there was bar, 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 mm. club, bar, club, bar, club, bar. It was just, it's a proper drinking town. And then I moved to Telford and it was, I was like, it, was, it felt like Emmerdale almost. Like yeah, every, every town had its pub, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like local. Um, and that was, that was 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but what, sorry, what I was, what I found weird was you say about, uh, James coming up 
on, on the train and yeah. it becoming more and more rural. For me, it was the other way around. And I remember it quite clearly. I've been up here about, about a year. And as my train pulled into Euston, I felt shoulders, shoulders tighten a bit. I felt ah, my pace quicken. I Head down. Yeah, head down. Don't look at people because uh, that's London Underground. You don't look at people. Um, and just zipping in and out of people as I'm walking along. And for no way, I had nowhere to go. Yeah, but I, I was hurrying to nowhere. That's definitely a, a London native thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be it's got to be like inbuilt into you. Because, from, because when I go to London, I'm like, oh my God, look at this. Oh my God, look at this. And I'm just like, I'm head up. I'm like, hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> I say I'm in London. It's absolutely spiffing to be here. Absolutely fantastic. But on the journey back, I got to Shrewsbury and actually felt I'm home. And it was the first time I'd, I'd kind of said it to myself, I'm home. Not I'm in Shrewsbury, I'm home. Um, and then sort of got jobs, did a, a few bits and bobs, uh, got to know people, uh, made some good friends. Um, and then my little sister came up to visit and not long after moved up here. And my older sister came up to visit and not long moved up here. My parents decided to sell the house down in London and move to Dog Effley. Wow. And then my brother uh, left St. Lucia. He's married a St. Lucian girl, uh, got a couple of kids, and he brought them over here, and they live in Shrewsbury. Crazy. So I've moved to escape, and <laughs> they followed me. I've now got the entire family <laughs> back up here. bungee cord attached to you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it, do you know what the problem was? I took them around to some nice pubs. Yeah. And nice restaurants when I moved up. I should have taken them to some dumps mm. uh, and just said, right, that's what it's like. Don't <laughs> don't bother. But no, it's it's nice. It's it's I I gotta say I'm I'm very happy with the place and um it's been a huge place of opportunity. I mean, like Shrewsbury oozes with opportunity when it comes to starting your own company, starting your own business, things like this. I mean, how long has Shropshire ITC been going as a company? It's been going eleven yeah, eleven years. Wow. Okay. Um but you're right, it's, as a town, it, it's small enough so you can know people. People, by and large, want to help each other. Um, they offer advice, they offer support, they like to buy local if they can. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just a bloody nice place to live. Yeah. And if you, if, if you walk, I mean, I cycle into work some days and cycle along the Berwick Road. Lovely. You know, you're cycling through the countryside. Mm. You go for a walk through the park, uh, through the quiet. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I love it. And going back to what I was saying about going from Wrexham to Telford and then here, um, you say places where people can sit and listen to rock music and stuff like that. Where, where are good places for that in Shrewsbury? Because uh, I would like to find a good rock pop. You mentioned the Yorkshire House. Um, is there is there places for people to go in and listen to like things like Arctic Monkeys, Iron Maiden, and all that sort of stuff, rather than uh, your regular? To be, I mean, firstly, it has to be said, I'm extremely old, so <laughs> my fingers are about as far from the pulse as you can get it. Yeah. I mean, you got you got places like Albert Shed that put on some good music. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Yorkshire House put on some bands. The Bullion Butcher Row, I think, still do. Yeah, they like open music, mic and stuff, the, yeah. The Wheat Chiefs. And, but it doesn't seem to be um, 
unless I'm mistaken, I'm sure someone pointed out, uh, like a rock night, a rock club. There's bars. Mm, there's like an the opportunity York, there, isn't there? Well, <laughs> to be fair, one of these during lockdowns where you sit there with your mates and go, what do you miss? I really want to go to. And just being able to go into a, um, metaphorically speaking, a squidgy, damp, flawed, yes. humid yeah. club where... You can smell the damp, you can yeah. smell the sweat, but you can hear good music. As you walk up the stairs, the yeah. starts, um, and you go, turn a corner, through a door, and there's some like-minded souls listening to some that's why, that's why I love, it sounds very cliche because people are like, oh yeah, typical tourist, but the cavern for me in Liverpool is one of the most magical places I've ever been to. Um, there's, you go down some stairs, black walls, lots of pictures and stuff, and you go down and it's just, it's just this basement, uh, arches, great music, the, the bricks are all signed, that's where the Beatles Watching came from. The, yeah. As you walk around the cavern, looking at the... Uh, You've got all the Beatles memorabilia, but you've also got the other bands mm. that have played there. Um, and weirdly, a load of Brazilian football shirts on the on the wall. But loads of other bands playing there. And looking at the the lineup they'd have had, you know, May the 6th, 1965. Mm. <clears throat> and you'd have the Beatles and the Who. Yeah. Uh, and so I just tend to think, to get them lot on one yeah. night. Can you imagine? Um yeah, amazing place. I remember when we went to Colombia the first time. My wife is from Colombia. So the first time I went to Colombia, we went to this bar called San Sebastian. And the, the, the host, the guy on stage, he looked a bit like Albert Einstein. He's a very eccentric, loud guy. Somebody pointed, he was, going, he was doing the whole thing there, where are people from? And he found out I was from England. And he was Beatles crazy. I was like, you're from England! And I was like, yes, I'm from England. He's like, you'll sing Beatles with me later. And I was like, no. <laughs> No, so sorry, you've mistaken me. I'm very English. <laughs> Just because I'm English doesn't mean I could, you don't want that. You'll, I'll scare people off. Um, okay, so 11 years ago, that's a really weird tangent, but hey, uh, Shropshire ITC, 11 years ago. Um, how was it starting this as a, as a company? Was it was it straight out the gates or did it take a bit of time to build? Um, the guys I work with um, have been in the IT industry for quite a while. Um, I haven't. I'm an accountant by trade. Hmm. Um, but we got together. We did this. It picked up quite nicely. Um, we do a lot of support work. We have um, we install systems. We help people move. We do cabling. All sorts of <clears throat> IT related stuff. Um, and we've been very lucky that. A, we've made a living out of it, and B, we've got some great customers who have uh, grown with us. Um, and during the last 18 months, we've helped them, they've helped us. We've had a few that have had issues. We've hopefully worked with them and, and helped them out. And, uh, and a few that have, their loyalty to us has been very much appreciated. Um, it's... It's a nice little business, and I don't mean that in a, a pejorative tone. It's a nice little business that we know our customers. We're not too big that you know someone phones in and we, you know, well, I, don't, I don't deal with that. That's not my job. That's mm. someone else's job. Everyone picks up the phone. Everyone answers the phone. Everyone knows our customers, and it's it's what I've wanted the business to be. So when I was working for other people, I've always wanted to work. Uh, I've always wanted a business that I've always thought that a business should be. 
you know, whoever whoever answers the phone. Hello, Mr. Jones. Yeah, Hello. but can to a, a, a great or lesser degree can help. Yeah, can seem engaged, can work with the client, can uh, reassure the client that they're actually being dealt with rather than a number. Yes, in a in yeah. a queue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we we spent we spent last three or four years building apps and programs for other people. Okay, um, and I don't. We're not shying away from that, but I've set up a new business called Scartrain, and that's the one that's developed the the app we've just launched, Safe Step, and we've got three or four others in the mix. And the idea with Scartrain was it's it's separate from Shopify ITC. It's um, it's a standalone business, but it's going to be a dev house. It's just going to be there to because I've got, as you can see, if you look around this. There's stuff all over the walls of <laughs> ideas. There's whiteboards all over the place with ideas on them. Um, I've got a load of ideas that I want to convert into apps. Some which hopefully will make some money. Others are not about the money. They're about hopefully doing good things. Yes. Um, hopefully, the accountant part of me says get one to pay for the other. Yes. Because uh, it's still a business. But it it's just it's a it's a new venture um, that hopefully will run alongside and complement mm. Shopshire ITC. Apps are a funny thing that have evolved over the years. I mean, I remember when like you you know you had your first iPad and your your first apps and things that were being released, and it was very much like I've got this cool app, and then it kind of developed into this just this never ending web of apps that copy other apps and apps that may be dangerous apps that may be safe apps that look like the app you're looking for that aren't you know these things and there's there's like there's three or four different variations on the same app and how so how do you how do you stand out from all that as, as well, an app? There's, there's a couple of things i mean i've got um if i can talk about safe step for example because that's that's yeah, live, we will, yeah, yeah yeah um but that as an uh, an app started off with a a need and the need was utterly personal. My lad um, was just starting secondary school mm -hmm. um, and he wanted to cycle to school. It's about three, four miles. He wanted to cycle to school with his mates um, and his mother was a little nervous about that. Yeah. Um, his previous school was 200 metres down the road um, and this was three and a half miles away. Yeah, yeah. So... I said, right, okay, if I could get him something where he could set off, press a button, 12 years old, not really interested in it, he could press a button and press a button when he arrives, and if he doesn't arrive, it alerts us. How would that be? That would work, she said. That would work for her. It would give her comfort. Um, so we built something, and then it became very clear that, speaking to other parents, that they liked the idea of it, but little Johnny and little Susie hated the idea of a tracking device, which is what most other things on the market are. Mm -hmm. Mum and dad can track you 24-7. Um, and they didn't want that. And when I spoke to parents of older children, well, I say young adults, um, the reaction was you can get stuffed if you want. You think, oh, I'm going to use something where mum knows where I am at 11.30 at night on a Friday <laughs> night. Ain't going to happen. So to differentiate ourselves... We made it not a tracker. We listened to 
although it might be the parents who are buying it and we are using it to placate you know very often young people are using it to placate the parents actually we've listened to the kids as well because or the young people because they're the ones who are actually gonna have to use the app um so then from that we then went to uh, when I did a load of market research, saw what else was out there. There's a lot of complicated stuff out there, a lot of app to app, where you know to use it, you'd have to have the app, and I'd have to have the app. Yeah. Or very complicated, lots of information. This is once I designed it for my lad to use. The next iteration was right. I want to get low uh, women traveling alone, uh, young people traveling alone. I've got to make it so simple that if they've come out of the pub, that they can use it. So it can't be oh, brilliant. Oh, massive nice logins, massive number of screens, this, that, and the other. You actually press a button to open the app. You've either got a, a, a series of locations you've already put in there, home, boyfriend, girlfriend, partners, yeah. digs, parents, work, whatever it may be. Press it. It comes up with a screen that tells you how long it estimates you'll be walking for. And you say, right, yes, yeah, start. And that's it. Stick it back in your pocket. When you get to a location, press stop to say I've got there. If you don't press stop and the timer gets down to zero, it beeps and vibrates in your pocket to remind you. If you still haven't done anything then, after five minutes, it sends a text to a contact. Um, and that contact can be different contact per location. Okay. So you can have your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your mum or your dad. or If you're at uni and you live in... Let's say you normally live in, I don't know, Lincoln and mm. you're in Shrewsbury Uni. No point having your parents as your next to kid yeah. on it. You might as well have your roommate. Um, and if it gets down to minus five minutes, they get a text and they can see exactly where you are. That's the only time it starts tracking. Okay. That's very, very good. And the, we like it. It's simple to use. Young people like it. Um, parents like it. Um, I tell you who does like it, the old Bill. Please, yeah. absolutely love the amount of time they waste with someone saying, "Oh, you know, John's walked off. We don't know where he's gone." Or he, you I know, can confirm this, guys. I can yeah, definitely confirm this. <laughs> um, and if they can sit there and go, "Right, we know exactly where John now is," mm-hmm. and then go and pick him up. Um, and the other thing is, uh, on the rare occasions, and I all rare occasions, that something goes wrong in a journey. Sometimes people don't find out till the next morning that someone hasn't arrived. Yeah. home this way you'd be alerted immediately or within five minutes and then you can hopefully go and find them and administer uh, support so in a long roundabout way uh, we didn't go out looking for what has mass market appeal we found something that was what I wanted to achieve then listen to the people who might see what be you've done it. is you've used your instincts as a parent yeah. to develop an idea and that's very interesting that's really interesting because like you said you haven't looked for a gap in the market you've gone why is there nothing like this that exists you've basically do you remember the one bell system when i i'd say to my mom i'm going to my friends i'll one bell you when i get there yeah. right yeah so you ring it and if she didn't hear it then she she'd obviously sort of start texting or whatever um but you've, you've turned that idea into something that probably a lot of young women probably need you know? well it's been two weeks it's been launched a week and a half um, and we've started speaking to universities uh-huh. started speaking to councils um, and care providers because to us uh, 
students, especially if they're going to a new location. Councils, because they send people out to loan visits. Mm-hmm. Adult social services, child social services, uh, probation services, and care homes. And what we found with care homes is you might have someone who's got, um, say, early onset Alzheimer's. Sort of forget where they're at and get confused. But, but they should still be able to go out. Yeah, of course. And go yeah. out and, you know, walk into town, go shopping, meet friends, etc., etc. And with this, you could just stick a two, three-hour round trip on their phone. It's not going to track them. If they come back in that time, bingo. Yeah. But if they don't, you can, instead of spending sending three members of staff off to scour the town of Shrewsbury looking for someone... They can immediately say that, oh, actually, they're sitting in a cafe in a market hall or in the library or in mm. Waterstones or having a pint somewhere. You know, it's... Just send someone around to be like, are you okay, Derek? Are you all right? Well, that's yeah. that's exactly it. It's So it's it's trying to allow... It's trying to extend the amount of time that people can go out and have some independence. But a little bit... What's the best analogy? It's like when you're teaching your kid to ride a bike you've got your hand on their saddle for ages. So just take the hand off, let them cycle a bit, but you're still behind them. Yeah, yeah. So if they wobble, you, you, you can still catch them. You can, you can log it as well. As somebody's got mental health issues, Alzheimer's, anything that's going on. And if things get progressively worse, so you've got like, you know, you start, you, you start a line graph or something. So you've got, I don't know, in the month, there have been three blips. Then there's four blips, and so you can see that things are progressively getting worse and harder for someone to manage outside independently. You know, but but also you could turn around to um, the the care providers and guardians and family can sit there and say, well, okay, we may soon be reaching a stage where it's le- we're less able to let that person exactly, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah, go out. Um, so there is a social good, there is a uh, a, uh, a benefit to it but that and a couple of the others that we're uh, we're designing they're not we haven't set out to go right we're going to conquer the world uh, no, a, no, no. A, a, a billion downloads and yachts all round it's more a case of I, why isn't everyone like that yes why aren't we uh, doing it um and I think that's you're less likely to be uh, susceptible to the vagaries of the the market. If I try and come up with the next Spotify, well, firstly I've got to go over the fact that there's already a Spotify yeah, and yeah. their budget's quite big. You um, can give me a slice of that budget, yeah, Spotify, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll have me a bit of that. But you, you then. You, you're then trying to compete on a really unlevel playing field. This way, I'm just standing around saying, right, this is what I've done. And so far, touch wood, the, um, the feedback's been positive. The, the, That's what, that was going to be my next question. What's the feedback been like from the users? Well, the, the, uh, the feedback from users has been, it's simple, it's intuitive. Um, the, when we've done... Uh, when we did product testing with uh, university students, uh, parents, student welfare teams loved it because mm-hmm. it's another wraparound they can offer their student bodies. Yeah. And student welfare is really important 
at, at, at the moment. Very often, student welfare can be a deciding factor for people when they're picking a uni. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course. Parents loved it because it's another safety net for little Johnny or Susie or Pete or Dwight or whatever when they're going to uni for the first time. They've, they, the parents know that they've got Especially this. during Freshers' Week, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's Freshers' Week during winter months, during yeah, yeah. All, all this kind of stuff. And then students liked it, and I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you now. Students liked it for a couple of reasons. One, because they saw the benefit of it. Yes. Their own personal safety and well-being. They saw the benefit of that. But also it got parents off their back. They, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I've got the app. Yes, I will use the app. Yes, of yeah. course I will. Can you just let me get on with living my student life? Yeah. Um, and that was those two bits of feedback from students actually really pleased me. One, that they'll use it, but two, that they, they're understanding that it's not just for them. It's to calm mum and dad. It's the one ring yeah. uh, that you were going on about earlier. Is it... Uh, yeah, <laughs> is there a way that this app can be used um, sort of negatively? Um, I don't know if it's controlling partners. Um, uh, you know, you go to the shop, <laughs> you, you 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 tag that you're there, and you get back with. You. Do you know what I mean? Is there, is there... The, because it's not a tracker. Yeah, and because I am in control of my journey, I can cancel my journey at any time. I can say I've arrived at any time. So if I get a better offer, I can cancel my journey. Uh, if okay. I uh, if I arrive, I can do it. I can extend the time. I can not. But until I have failed to cancel the journey or failed to arrive, and the time has gone down to minus five, until that point, no one knows where I am. Okay. Also, I pick who my next of kin is or my contact yeah, yeah. is. So, because I, I, you can pick the contact from your phone, if you. For for the myriad of reasons that it might be, but if you don't want your partner to be your next again, it takes two seconds to change it. You can go into a location and go edit, change next again. Right, I'll go from a phone book and I'll have Dave yeah. as my next again for this one, or I'll have Susie or, or or whomever. So there's, can you stop anything happening ever? No, no. and anybody who says you can. Is, is is lying to you well you you you, you take things that are positive created to, to sort of spread positivity tiktok snapchat facebook all these sort of things and always somebody will always like i'm sorry to throw a difficult question at you but like we've got to discuss it you know people will take something that's made for positivity and do something negative with it that's always going to happen but if you're safe like you said you got you, you got your safety measures in place so you can actually change things and have that independence if you, need you, you can change things if your journey um, it is concluded with no incident, then the record of that journey is wiped. Uh-huh. If the journey has an incident, then we keep that record for a period of time solely in case a third-party agency yeah. needs it. But it's all held behind virtual barbed wire and... Well, so it must be a GDPRS nightmare for you, though. Is that something that well, you concerned you a little bit? It, it did, and we had to take all manner of boxes and 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 jump through God knows how many hoops yeah. um, <laughs> to comply. But at the heart of it, it's there's only ever a record if something goes wrong. Yes, 
we don't we don't have any superfluous data. Get I'm not interested where you went at two o'clock on Saturday morning. I'm only there to say if you haven't arrived, we can let someone that you decide know. They get a message. They can then get they get. Uh, uh, a map of where you are exactly. Yes. It's updated every minute. So if you're still wandering, it updates with where you are. If you're static, it tells you I'm static. As and when you cancel the journey, so you've sat down a little tired and emotional <laughs> with a with a, a kebab. You've forgotten that you're meant to be home. You've ignored the vibration in your pocket. Uh, and then you go, oh, God, I'm going to be home. And you get up and walk and go, right, I've done the journey. Then... That your next of kin contact only sees that the journey is completed. They don't carry on tracking you yeah. beyond that. So we've tried as much as we can. The, the The focus was make it simple. Yes. Don't track and don't let... Just be... Only ever keep the date that you really, really need to keep. So right. Really, that's my mic isn't on phantom power. Hmm, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I need Phant- that ex- phantom power. Phantom power, yeah. It's just a bit of extra juice to make me- my mic is still working, but with phantom power, I wouldn't have to lean in so close. I could do this. Still- it's right. Um, I want something called phantom power. I need phantom power. That's usually that's what that's my nickname for coffee. Just, <laughs> I need phantom power. Um, I love this app. I think it's great. I work with young people, um, and I will talk to you off air because I feel like you can help me and where I work out. Um, and you know we're in a, a place now where we do have you know this isn't a dig but we do have reduced a reduced police force at the moment there's mm-hmm. not there's, you don't have a bobby walking a neighborhood bobby walking around and you know um if you do have an issue police are likely turning up in two hours rather than half an hour do you know what i mean so this app will actually i'm not going to say it's going to change the world but it's going to offer an extra like that safety net like you were talking about that's what it's going to offer and um, I think it's really exciting, and it's, it's one of those things that you, like you said, it was like, why are we, why are we not doing this? Yeah. <laughs> but with, with when I spoke to the police, once we got over the, um, the, the data issues and the, the, the concerns that they had about that, I, I spoke to I spoke to people fairly high up, and then I spoke to people who actually get boots on the ground, and they've said it's 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 you say about the two hour. Yeah. response time it's incredibly frustrating when someone's decided to walk home or wandered off to another pub or whatever they get a report about someone who's vulnerable because they're drunk mm-hmm. and then they have to put a certain amount of resources around that yes um, and those resources are, are, are important of course it's someone who could be in danger but they could be an assault going on the other end of town. There could be uh, a burglary, a car incident, uh, whatever. They, and there's only a certain number of coppers about. Um, and if there's something that, let's say, I'm your next of kin and I get a text message, first thing I'm going to do is not phone the old bill. I'm going to look where you are and I'm going to call you mm-hmm. or I'm going to get out and I'm going to come and get you. Yeah. Um, if I can't for any reason or I'm, extremely worried then I'll call the police but yes. it's, it's just a couple of steps in the thing. Yeah. and then if I do call the police I can tell them exactly where you are and they can pull up Smithfield Road and find you mm. sitting hugging the slinky um, <laughs> quite you know oblivious to everything and that's a five minute job rather than a two hour job 
Yes, of course. Uh, it's that thing again. Are you okay, Derek? You know, that's, that's that icebreaker, isn't it? Yeah. Are you okay? Where are you? Just getting a kebab, okay. We'll be home in five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. that's fine as long as I know you're all right. As long as I yeah. know you've not... And it's not... The one thing I've said to a lot of people... It, 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 yes, there's the reclaim the streets, which is vitally important, and people should feel more safe. And it, it doesn't get rid of the concerns that people may have. Yes. But... It may help out. Yeah. And the 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 one of the things we looked at um, when we were trying to work out what level price this at, and um, I saw apps that were trackers, app to app apps, um, where people were charging like eight nine quid a month. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's that's fine for me, but if I've got three kids. Yeah. yeah, or if you know, eight or nine pound a month is you know half a week shopping or something like that. Why would people be disadvantaged? Yeah. So what what we've tried to do is, um, you, you can you can download it off the usual places, uh, and it's one ninety nine a month. But what we're trying to what we're talking to universities and councils about. Is them buying a license? I could subsidise it. Well, heavily. Well, no, not even subsidise it. We heavily reduce the price, and the university buys a license for all all its students. Yes. And then so all its students and stuff. So they're all covered by it. So if someone is, because in the back of my head, I know what it's like. I didn't go to university, but I know what it was like with mates who did. You know, direct debits fail, subscriptions fail. Chaotic lifestyles mean, and I would hate for someone not to have access to it because they were ninety-five p overdrawn. Yeah, and it's, that's the, that's why it's really important to get involved with social services, especially when it comes to to kids that you know not are not attached to anybody. Mm. You know, and they're not going to have the ability to to pay for this. So, social services, if they get involved and they have a, a license, yeah, like and, this, then they can it, give it to the children and uh, and the the children can download it. And use the app for nothing, mm-hmm. um, and it just means that a a slightly perhaps chaotic lifestyle doesn't preclude you from having something that may help you. Yes, um, and I think that's that was one of the most important things. You know, it's it, it's all well and good creating something, but if only nice middle class people can get hold of it or access it, then. How's that equitable? How's that fair? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really nice that you've thought about that. You know, because a lot of people wouldn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, but so I'm, I'm glad. Um, this is this sounds amazing. I think it's really good. It's it's one of those ideas that's so simple hmm? that it's it's just missed the radars of everybody else. You know I mean, like I said, there's trackers and stuff out there, but this is different, isn't it? Because you've looked at the idea that uh, teenagers aren't, aren't going to want to be tracked and stuff like that. And it's like, it's, a, it's an app that's like, not cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's not TikTok. Or it's not, so it's it's a case of you have this, otherwise I'm going to be on a case every two seconds as to where <laughs> you are and stuff, panicking. And I think, I think there's been an element of um, design, when you design something, and it's easy enough to do, um, but when you design something, you get one idea in your head about who it's for. Mm-hmm. And uh, tracking apps have traditionally been for parents to keep an eye 
on children mm-hmm. or partners to keep an eye on other partners. Yes. And there could be a hundred different reasons why that's the case. But it just seems there hasn't been something which is the other way around, which is instead of coercing a child to use it, actually turn around and say, well, you can use it without mum and dad knowing yeah. where you are, without partner making knowing. sure you're safe. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly it. It's about protecting you. Um, and that's, I think that's maybe a gap that hopefully this fills. Fingers crossed. Nice. And, you know, one idea usually stems to another. Um, since the release of this app and since you've made this, has, has it led on to other things that you can develop in, alongside this? Well, it, it it started off with kids. Then it went to students. Then it's gone to social services. We're just um, formulating a version where we're going to contact... Um, holiday companies. I've spoken to a couple of holiday companies ah, so far. What a brilliant idea. Um, you download it for two weeks while you're at a hotel or a caravan park or whatever. Your 14 year old who's glued to their iPad mm-hmm. makes some mates. They all want to clear off for three hours to the beach or mm-hmm. wherever. And just being out, instead of setting it as a location, setting it as a an appointment or a journey or mm-hmm. a, a timeout. You can send them for three hours uh, out, and they should be back in three hours. If they're not, it's really good for like even for for families going out on excursions or drives. I mean, yeah. like whenever I go on holiday, I'm always like, "Oh, what's the excursions love? Look at the excursions board, you know." You know, <laughs> it was for. But again, it was. Um, a, a friend of mine went on holiday, uh, and their son was. Um, what's the polite way of putting it? A pain. And a pain <laughs> in a very specific area. Um, and all he wanted to do was there were a couple of lads who were a little bit older, a year or so older, uh, and he wanted to go out and hang about with them and just walk down to the supermarket along the promenade. Don't know, I'm with my parents. It's not cool. Yeah, really. it's yeah. not cool. And, and my mate was saying it, it, it almost ruined the first four or five days of the holiday hmm. because I'm on holiday and I'm having to say no to my son all yeah. the time who's getting proper testy about mm. it. Um, he's not happy. I'm not happy. Wife's not happy. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and that sat there and thought, if you if you use this safe step or a version thereof, you could let him go. And you'd know exactly where he was on mm-hmm. the promenade. Um, and I think something like that, whether it's in the UK with caravan parks and holiday parks and, uh, and whatever... Um, or abroad, I think there's a there's a market for that, so we're trying to build something on that. And then there's there's sports teams like fell walkers and uh, and, and the such like. So there's hopefully there's going to be quite a few cyclists as well. Yeah, cyclists. Um, basically, anybody going out yeah. that if something happens, you you've got the got the ability. It's it's early days, but. There's, there's three or four areas where we're sitting there looking and going, well, that could work, and, and that could it's work. It's just crazy how much a conversation about this idea yeah. leads on to other things, that's and what it, I'm saying. It, like, and yeah. it started off with my lad bemoaning the fact that he wasn't able to cycle. It started off with cyclists, and yeah, we just come so, back to cyclists. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, it, it's been, weirdly, and 
sometimes keeping it simple has been the hardest thing. Because mm-hmm. the temptation, and I've had loads of people turn around, and with the best will in the world, turn around and say, can you get to do this? Can you get to do that? Can you get, what about if it does this? And so, ooh, hang on. <laughs> yes, it can. And yes, we can. But, you know, I've kept in my mind the person coming out of the pub, pressing a button, pressing go, and that's it. That's all that's involved. And if I can keep it that simple, then, you know, it it, it it does its job. Yes, there are always additional things you can put on, but sometimes gilding the lily ink and what's needed. If you guys can hear, like, uh, power tools in the background, we're next to a garage and they're doing work, so oh, apologies, but hey um, Well done for this. I think it's great. I mean, you always seem to be looking for to create tools to help people. I mean, the last time I spoke to you, you were trying to help pubs and churches and, and people keep people safe there. And obviously you got under undercut by the, the government's uh, NHS app, which I use today to go to, to House Coffee. You know, it's one of those things that uh, was all, I'm going to say it wasn't always, always going to happen, but it was on the forefront of everybody's mind, isn't wasn't it? You know, so how do we inventorize people coming in and out of places yeah. and make sure that people can order drinks safely and stuff? Uh, you know, and there's lots of places that come up with that idea. Um, but this one, I feel like is just really unique and just because of the simplicity of it. You know, it's it's just one of those things that every parent thinks of. I'm a parent. I, I'm, I'm coming up with these new, I mean, my, okay, so to be super, personal my, my lad who's a teenager threw a wobbler a few weeks ago and did the, the oh, i'm leaving home sort of thing stormed off right i found him with snapchat because he didn't he had his location on mm. uh, and that was just because i remember hearing about it and being outraged that that thing existed and I'm like ah remember that thing i was really worried about let's try and, so I found, and i found him i found him with snapchat but if he had a thing that he would voluntarily use and this is another thing as well like can you get it so that you can uh, almost turn it on for the person you care for? Because like in situations where someone storms out because they've got a mental health issue and they don't activate the app, um, is there a way you can override that? Simple answer, yes. Yeah. My issue with that is for a very niche set of circumstances, if I allow anybody to turn on somebody else's someone else's app then the I don't want my parents knowing where I am at half eleven at night yeah. or the domestic violence yeah perhaps slightly possessive yeah partner yeah. so I, I, I hear what you're saying yeah and I, it can be done but does that for what is at the time I'd imagine a, an extremely stressful and worrying yeah period of time if I changed the app, it would change an awful lot of the focus mm. of the app. And maybe it's uh, a secondary version or a third version or a branch off instead of being safe step, being something else. Yes. Where you sit there and go, actually, is there a way of doing it? Yeah, there's all sorts of GDPR things. There's all sorts of issues about, in effect, I'm turning on, I'm, I'm dealing with someone else's app um i need to speak to you about apps i feel like i i'd love sorry to de- completely deviate just drove that off a cliff then no, no, you're right i want to i want to choose a biscuit app where people can just download the app and listen to our podcast i think that'd be great um that was my watch by the way telling me to exercise i've done enough exercise this week watch thank you very much <laughs> um yeah 
I see. I see where you, you're you're coming from with that. I mean, it's one of those things we'd like to have, but you shouldn't really. You know, mm. it's, it's, morally, it's you're doing it for the right reasons, but it could be used as a as a way to control yeah. someone. So yeah, I, I understand that. Um, but you know, it, this is good for what it's designed for. You know, Lucy coming back from the pub and being able to get home safely. Yeah. You know, uh, and as as a caring partner. Of course, you can you know you can use a taxi. You can walk home with your mates. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you got bopped on the head or you twisted your ankle or whatever, um, I can come and find you immediately. Whether your compass meant or someone steals not. your phone, you'll be able to see where they are when they <laughs> run off with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's like everything. That's you, a brilliant idea. <laughs> Yeah, so that's 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 the first one that we've we've published. Mm-hmm. Um, I will probably bore you about. I've got two more that are uh, right at the beginning of their journey. Um, this is but you you're kind of head of the game with me. This is what I'm saying. Well, you had because that was going to be my next question. What you what else are you working on? I've got. Um, I got to be careful because, as with anything, if you if you shout out too much beforehand, someone will someone will nick it. But um, one of them is uh, uh, an app for people in wheelchairs. Okay. Um, and the other one is trying to support um, predominantly local businesses, but you can go nationwide businesses drive loyalty and traffic to their establishments mm-hmm. whether online or face to face um neither one of them uh, my hope is that safe step uh i can sell licenses um the money that i hopefully get from that I, I took a decision a little while ago. If I sell to a university, I'm going to give two local schools the app for nothing because um, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, but hopefully any money I make from Safe Step, I can um, use to fund developing other apps because um, I'll show you on the way out. I've got a, a very messy whiteboard out there with language six, you understand though that's the most yeah, important thing but it's five or six different ideas um, that I'm hoping over the next six, 12 months I can start ticking those off and saying right okay push them out some of them commercial some of them uh, just I think it's a nice thing to do I think I think yeah, the fact that you've a lot of companies, rightly so, because you know a company and a business is a business, right? You've got to make that money. You've got to turn that profit over and stuff. So, but the fact that you know, I, I, one of your main thoughts is, can I help someone? I think that's really important to your characteristic. You know, oh, the, uh, your character. Uh, don't so. don't get me wrong. I've, I've still got to put food on the table. I've still oh yeah, that's what I mean. But all that kind of stuff. But I think there's there's the ability to uh, make enough money mm-hmm. without constantly looking over your, uh, over the horizon well could, you know him down the road he's making a bit more than me or him down the street he's got mm-hmm. do you know what 
after challenge is, and this is possibly opening up more than I should, but half the challenge is coming up with an idea and seeing if I can get that idea out yeah. and, and marketed. If it makes money, great. If it does social good, great. But the the the, the scorecard for me sometimes is sitting there in the in the pub with a notepad and going, Oh, you know, <laughs> that irritated me today or that's an annoyance or someone said that. Make a note and see and I've got a notepad here and half the ideas in there were never gonna go home anywhere. Last night we were doing a live show and I, we were talking about churches or something and I waved this huge book and they were like, is that your Bible? And I was like, no, that's my notepad. <laughs> it's literally my notepad. It's, it's that big because I need something of that caliber. It's crazy. Ideas are really important. You need to be a, a constant. Even if you just write down four scribbles on a, on a, on a like I have done today, just write four lines. That might be really important stuff. Um, it's always in, incredibly important to get those ideas and put them onto paper because they might not be great today, but you might be able to look back up and go, oh, do you remember when, I, when we had that idea? Let's do that, you know? But, and have you found ideas like that that you've just like discarded, put away, and then thought, oh, that was a really good idea. Why don't we just do that instead? Um, yeah. The the, uh, the one for people in wheelchairs is a, is a great example of that. Um, it was an idea that was had couple of two years ago wasn't in a position to do anything with it stuck it over there and then something happened about six seven months ago and it was oh yeah hang on. <laughs> and a, a, a few of my friends are, are like this I'm, I'm, I think presumptuously I think you're the same that people will say stuff to talk about their everyday lives and yeah. you'll go hang on yeah. Either I know someone or I've had an idea about that or have you thought about doing it this way instead of that way yeah. and then running with an idea. And or even if it's just an idea that fa failed uh, and then you could let you think, let's try that. Like um, the virtual, for, for an, an hour sort of uh, example is the, the virtual market showcase. I had this amazing idea of doing a live show with, with businesses. It worked well for a little bit, but then the world opened and the people I was speaking to had to go back to work. So yeah. I was kind of like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'd have to do it during the evening when businesses are closed and I don't have uh, an evening where I'm genuinely, uh, the only evening I have is, is, is Friday and that's family time. You know, uh, Wednesday night, I do the, the Wednesday night live with, with you, Suck. And mm. uh, Thursday, I'm on the radio. Friday's family time. Saturday, what's the difference? And Sunday, back in work. Literally, I'd, I'd have to, like, get someone to do it on my behalf. But I like the idea of striking that book back up again. But midweek, in the, in the evening, um, speaking to the business over with a glass of wine when they're relaxed, when they've had a busy day at work, and talk about their businesses and showcasing the, the great independent businesses across across Shropshire like I think that's you, sorry again you might want to edit this bit out but I've always thought that if you have uh, if you have a group of businesses talking about their businesses then an awful lot of with some people there's a level, level of caginess hmm. about you know the oh you know is he a competitor does he know something you know can I speak freely? I love, I did it once uh, many, many years ago where there were, I think there were four of us um, and we sat there and we were encouraged to bring ideas that we'd had 
that okay. we didn't know what to do with to the table. Um, and you had four different disciplines. From memory, there was there was me, there was an accountant, there was a a, a guy who was into SEO, and I can't remember what the, there was a woman there, and oh, I think SEO, she did life coaching. SEO, SEO, SEO is all I really hear about on the emails. Mm. Um, but what they what it, the idea was that firstly, no one nicks anybody else's idea. Yeah. But when and I remember one of the guys had had an idea for something. And within 30 minutes, that idea was completely torn apart and rebuilt as something entirely different, but much more viable. And he went on and did it. Yeah, And it, it, it didn't change the world. It didn't, it didn't uh, pay for a yacht or anything like that. But it was just, he'd had this idea in his head and three other people sitting around the table going, okay, well, I'm not being negative, but that may not work. But have you thought about yeah. that as a market yeah. and that as a market and that's... And that, as a business owner, sometimes that's such a great help because you, you've got critical friends. Mm-hmm. Somebody can turn around and go, nah, no, that's, that's not going to work. Not nastily. But, well, you know, in a collaborative way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just draws out the fact that there are, I'm flicking my notepad here, and you've got a similar one mm. where you sit there and go, you know, there are all these ideas and maybe they do need to be drawn out. Maybe they do need to. Yeah, I I agree, and this is why we need a studio now again because I want I don't want to do it in my bedroom anymore. I want to be able to be like, welcome to the, sh-. the you know, I want some good cameras and some good <laughs> some you know something that gives us a bit of credibility. If I do do the virtual market showcase again, I want it to be the virtual market showcase. You know, I want it to be something big and something people are going to want to come on and 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 sort of you know bringing the viewers with uh, some good visuals and great cameras. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And I think that's what Shrewsbury deserves, really. You know, we've got the the longest row of independent shops in Europe. And, you know, this is, this is a place, or is it in the UK or in Europe? I know, but the, the cop, you know, it's something to be proud of. Let's uh, illustrate that, you know. Um, yeah, and, and, and there is no substitute. Zoom's been great. Zoom's been fantastic. I mean, I, I run a, a beavers and whatever colony for... Uh, oh, my son's just joined... Beavers, he loves it. Whereabouts? Um, meal. Uh, no, is it? No, it's. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, they just went canoeing uh, the the weekend um, to uh, in Condover. Oh yeah. Uh, where is he? I forgot. That's that sounds really bad, but yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> but with, with them, we did uh, we did Zoom meetings over the the lockdown. Um, and it was great, and it was something that kept everything going and kept kids engaged. But there's no substitute for getting face to face. First monk more. That's First monk more. Yeah. Um, there's no substitute for getting face to face, and even this, the difference in this, ignore the technical issues we had last time, but doing it on Zoom versus sitting down, socially distanced, but sitting down with someone, markedly different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. We struggled to get 40 minutes out last time because of those technical issues. And mm. I feel like when there's a human element involved with meeting someone, even if it's someone new, I mean, I've, I have many times taken these mics, set up somewhere and met these brand new people I've never met before. Um, there's something really nice about that. You know, I mean, we've done over an hour now already and it's got flown by, it felt like 15 that's, minutes. Do you know what I mean? because I talk and talk and talk. No, but that's the thing. I've, this is This is why I do what I do because I think conversation is beautiful. I feel like once you get stuck into something you're passionate about and you're talking about, 
the information that comes out is something that can maybe inspire someone that can that can change the world i've, I've always said that you know it's, it's still from i'm paraphrasing from past quotes and stuff but i think a good podcast can change the world look what happened with elon musk on joe rogan hmm. and he sat there he smoked up a blunt and showed how people how relaxed and wacky he is you know and that changed him forever like you know <clears throat> i think uh, i think you you're right it's conversation a it takes you down areas you haven't been down before b it's not a press release yeah it's not someone sitting there going two months ago i did this Two years ago, I did that. It's it's finding out. It's informal. It's very informal. And I, I do believe that radio and podcast um, can exist parallel to each other and both can be successful. I don't think one attacks the other because there's, there was that a while ago where radio was very scared about podcasts and stuff, you know, and the, the other way around. It's kind of like... But I feel like... Um, a podcast is a very in-depth at times. I mean, you can make 15-minute podcasts. You can make four-hour-long podcasts. You can whatever you want to do, but you're learning about someone, you know, mm. and it's it's not interrupted by the weather or the or, or, or Kelly Clarkson or, or, or the news or anything like that. It's it's just sit down, hit record, and listen. I've just made uh, one of the... Uh, we started a new series on USUC called Yelling at Clouds with one of the smartest people I've ever met, and that's Eric Fluger. And it's he is he's, he's an artist, and it's all about um, art and learning about the different versions of art and w- mm. what art means to the world and stuff. And it's one of those things you can sit on a on, on a you know a, on a beanbag, you know, uh, get comfortable, hit play, and just zone out. And then by the end of it, you will be smarter, a little bit smarter. And, and I think there's something beautiful about just zoning out and just absorbing those words. And I feel like what we've just done now is people will be gardening they'll be in the car they'll be cycling doing whatever they're doing and they've heard they've heard about safe step and now they, they they know about it and you know they haven't had to make much effort in into listening to it do you know what i mean like well very kind of you to say so um i just it's one of those things that you podcasts work when like good radio works mm-hmm. when you, you you you're not being hectored you're not being lectured you're not being yeah. sometimes it's just listening to two people or four people or however many people discussing something yeah and it, it, in this day and age it doesn't have to be right or wrong it doesn't have to be competitive you don't mm. have to score i haven't won this podcast because i've belittled you or this <laughs> anyway. it's just two people chatting about things they want to chat about and exactly. very often that can be far more informative than a, yeah. a paxman style interview well look what ha- look what happened last night it was not a podcast but it was like I said, the art of conversation. I was panicking yesterday. I was kind of like, I've got all these things to do and only so much time to do it. We had a meeting and we discussed things and my team were like, what do you want us to do? And we slowly talked about these things and the ideas and things that are going to make things easier for pod aid. And uh, by the end of it, I felt so relaxed. I was kind of like, okay, I got this. Not only have you got it, we can do it. Yes. I've got people who've got my back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's... A huge comfort because sometimes you can feel that you're you're entirely on your own or yeah. um, and ninety nine times out of hundred you're not. No, you just no. got. To, we, we we talked about mental health earlier. Sometimes you just got to have the the confidence to stick your hand up and go. Actually, struggling today. Yeah, yeah. And I did that if, yesterday. If yeah. you think about it from a a a, a business point of view 
if there is a weakness in your business, whatever the business is, you should address it. Yeah. And yet, sometimes the weakness is you. And then that's the only time you sit there and go, well, I can't address that. I can't yeah. can't show weakness, can't show yeah. fear. Or anything. Yeah. Actually, no, it, it, bearing in mind that you're the face and voice of, uh, if you have a wobble, as you put it, then that can affect what happens the next day with the project with... It's instant guilt of, you're supposed to be a leader, so lead. And that's what was driving me crazy yesterday. I was no, no, kind no, of no. Like- sorry, sorry. I, I, I've heard that for so long. Yeah. No, 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 no. A smart leader surrounds himself by people who can do at least as well as he can mm-hmm. or she can um, because you're not going to be good at everything. No. And, and, and the... the <laughs> The ones that aren't smart leaders are the ones that feel that, give it here, I'll do that. Give it here, I'll do yeah. that. No, you must do it. This. Why hire someone or work with someone and ignore what they say? Yeah. If 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 you're a smart leader, you listen. Now, sometimes you've got to give guidance. You've got to give, well, I've heard what everyone oh, says, right, we're yeah. going that way. But mm. actually other times, do you know what? That's a bloody good idea that is. We'll go, we'll go your way this time. We'll go this way. So I think it's, it's not, there's a tendency to be quite macho about things and yeah, sit there and go, yeah. no, I'm in charge. It's my name above the door. Mm. I've got, I've got to make all the decisions. Actually, no. No. Um, I'm very grateful to have good people around me. And, you know, likewise, I'm there to pick up a slack as well if they, if they need the help. And I, I, you know, I didn't want, because I, I mean, I am very vocal on Facebook at times. I'm kind of like, ah, oh, having a nightmare today you know sort of thing but I don't want and this is the thing right I am very capable not only am I capable of doing pod aid I'm, I'm able to knock it out of the park as well but there's that anxiety thing inside mm-hmm. me going you're going to fail mate you're going to fall flat on your face and that is that's my that's the anxiety that I, I kind of deal with um, so having that reassurance of dude we've got two months it's fine don't mm-hmm. worry about it we've got loads of time literally how much can you get done in a day today uh, I am going to have had um, I've, I've sent about three or four emails uh, discussing things that are very important I've come to do a podcast I'm going to go pick up a, a marquee from Andy uh, McEwen thank you very much for borrowing me a marquee for next weekend uh, I'm going to go home um, fill in the gaps for my radio show and I'm going to do a ra- this is all these things I've done in one day yep you know so imagine what we can do in two months so um, very thank you very thankful to uh, my supporters thank you very much um, actually then I need to tell you about Pod aid. Yeah, please yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, actually, no. I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to tell people about Shopshot ITC and what they have to do if they want to get in touch with you to develop an app. Then well, I'll let you do that first. If you if you want us to uh, work with you, mm-hmm. I think at the moment we would go down the Scar Train mm-hmm. route because that's designed for app down. development. Um, the Website is scar ska hyphen train.com. And if people wanted to have a look at the uh, safe step, then it's safe step all one word hyphen app dot co dot uk. Uh, there's contact forms on there. Drop me an email if you've got an idea. Um, if you want to find out more about it, just give us a shout. Um, and I'll 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 get back to you as quick as I can. Brilliant. Okay. How long does it take to make an app usually? I mean, obviously that's a stupid question because we could be like, <laughs> I want all these intricate buttons and things and like um, general sort of. 
That was a, that was a, that was a very loaded question, wasn't it? Because it's it's a lot simpler than it was. There's a lot more technology that you can use that makes it simple. Um, hardest part is nailing what you want it to do. Yeah. Um, what you want it to look like, working out the functionality. Um, even a login page can have 15, 20 variations on it. You know, if I do that, then this happens. If I do that, is this happens. Blah, blah, blah. Actually, building an app ain't difficult. You can you can you can do that relatively quick, depending on what the app is, obviously, but you can do it relatively quickly. Um, the biggest problem is people come in with an idea, say, right, I want it to be this. And then you start building it and they change their mind two thirds of the way through. And they seem, a lot of people think, I just want to move. I don't want that button to do that anymore. I now want a completely new page that does that. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back and change a lot of code further down the, well, so with, with SafeStep, with a couple of the other apps that I've, uh, I've done, it's been um, more time spent on storyboarding it, making it look right. Is it simple to use? Can can we navigate it quickly? That's taken probably three times as long as the actual building of the app. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing you've got to do is send it out for testing. Uh, so you, you test it yourself, you test it internally, then you send it out to a group of people to test. And then you cross your fingers and you send it out to a larger group of people who you want to be, uh, you want their feedback. Then the phones start lighting up. <laughs> well, the, the emails start coming in, the comments start coming in. And and to be fair, um, there are certain comments you expect. Why is that button like that? Why is that button like that? And there's others that uh, just blow your socks off. There's some really nice comments that come back. You know, I... I've used this. I think it will really help. I, you know, I had an incident X number of months ago that this would have really helped on. And so, how long does it take to design an app? I don't know. How long you got? I remember um, I use this uh, app to fall asleep sometimes uh, called Relax Rain. It's just rain. I mm. play in the background. It's got a timer on it. Very simple. Um, but I remember. Um, I think it was that once while you're setting up your what 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 sounds you want and how long you want it for, they play they used to play this really loud advert, right? And you come on, da 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 while I'm doing this. And it woke my kid up who was in bed, right? He was in bed with us, who was a baby at the time. Um I know that's bad for some people, but yes, we used to go sleep. Um anyway, <laughs> so I I emailed them, I was like, Don't you dare <laughs> like you woke up my kid, you're gonna do that every night and use this app. And they decided to switch to silent ads instead because of my email. So that's, that's, from a developer's point of view, sitting around in a meeting, Yeah, you sit there and go, well, we'll lob of, uh, an ad in there because mm. ads will drive revenue, ads yeah, will yeah. drive this, that, and the other. Um, it may not have occurred to them. Yeah. It may it may never have occurred to anybody at that meeting. Yeah. The moment they got your email, someone's gone, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. Right. We'll take that out. We'll make it silent. We'll do this yeah. and the other. And that's the value of feedback. Some people are a bit scared of feedback. Some people don't like it. They they see it all as a personal criticism. Mm. No. I remember we we uh, we it was one of the reduced to clear episodes that we had. We had, we we started getting our first sort of negative reviews for the for the biscuit, right? Um, and it was because 
reduced to clear biscuits if you've if you've ever listened to that it's a very different version mm. of the show it's it's with Alex Yusefi and Luke Allen and Shane Hinton uh, our Shane he kind of heads that up and it's a bit more relaxed and a bit it's a bit silly sometimes and do improv with like guests because Luke Allen's making this 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 short film uh, uh, reduced to clear and we're getting some of the actors that are taking part in there so we've got Winter Folander who's a very good comedian and we're doing improv with him um, and we're doing silly things and we got things like oh, I, I, I like the biscuit but this was a very silly one for me and I'm kind of like well what that does is it shows that we're doing something different on the biscuit Mm-hmm. So he, Shane at first was mortified. He was like, "I can't believe, uh, what? I'm not doing this anymore." Well, you know, I was, he was kind of like, he was kind of a bit destroyed. And I was like, "No, dude, it just shows that you've just create what you've done is you've created your own mood. Uh, and if people like it, they will listen to it. If they don't, then they've got a choice to just carry on listening to the normal biscuit. Feedback is negative feedback. I think is is just as important as positive. The, the, it is. Save for one thing, when because there's negative constructive yes. feedback. And there's people who just want to tear stuff down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, they're 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 personal about it. They're um, saying it. This was a bit more silly than previous biscuits. All right, that's commentary. I I accept that. You yeah. know, that's that's your opinion. That's great. You have the ability to not listen in the future if you don't listen to those yeah uh, those type of shows. Yeah. Um, but social media being what it is, the the the, the vitriol, the the people who aren't happy unless they're ah, oh, it's everywhere at the moment. Literally, like nobody can do right for doing right at the moment. Like you do something, and someone will always just find the they'll just pick at it. I see it so many times, especially on like uh, I can't I can't name the newspaper a local newspaper that puts a lot of controversial posts up sometimes and sometimes they'll put something very positive up and the, the the commenters on there will just pick it to pieces whether it's an event that's happened or something that's going on or a court case or something somebody somebody will always find a way to turn it completely negative and I hate that I've had to stay away from so many comment threads because of it especially after the football last week uh, you know it was kind of like I, I, I can't I can't wade into this because it's not good for me it's really not because I see a lot of things that I wouldn't like to see and i feel like i'm doing that to myself do you know what i mean i i I know exactly what you mean there's a there's a polarization where um my side call it left or right or whatever you want to do it but my side must be right on everything and i can't i can't take a backward step i can't admit uh a, a gap in my knowledge or i was wrong about something so i this is the hill i'm going to die on mm-hmm and I will escalate everything that's right wing is Nazi is this that and the other and it's just not no. and everything on the from the right side of it everything on the left isn't woke and un-British yeah. uh, uh, and all that it's not there were there were idiots on both sides yes and there were good people on yeah. both sides yeah. um, but it's it, it's such a rare thing now for someone to turn around and say oh I don't know or I didn't know that or, oh, thank yeah, you for that. You've maybe normal. changed yeah. my opinion slightly. 
I have. I've had my political views changed recently, and that's the that's more a case of realizing that I always thought I was very left, but I'm not. I'm down the middle, very much down the middle. I'll take some ideals from the right and some ideals from the left. Um, yes, we should give people social housing, in, but they should get probably get a job too, and we should probably do more to help them do that. Silly little things like that, where you can take pick and take little things from each side, and you you can't condemn someone because of one thing, and then you know cry out that you're doing the wrong thing at the other side. Mm. You, you've got to be sent. It was nice speaking to Julian uh, Julian Dean our mayor because he's, yeah, he's a, a green, guy, green politician he's very much down the he, I love I love that um, it was really funny we were doing this interview and I was kind of like uh, we were talking to him about being the mayor and I kind of accidentally started talking about politics I don't like talking about politics really but I was speaking to a politician I'd never spoken to a green politician before so I wanted to know what that was all about so it's funny how that sort of happens isn't it but yeah um, but yeah I, I feel like um, I feel like Safe Step is a very very important app and i really do wish you success with it and i will i will speak to you after we've hit record to see if i can uh find some business for you because i feel like i feel like what what i do might help um with with your app ill yeah (laughs) you you were you were going to tell me about pod aid yes we were going to do that absolutely on the uh, 9 a.m on the 29th of september uh, we're going to go live and we're not going to stop until 9 a.m. on the 30th of September. That's a full live 24-hour podcast that we're going to be doing. The 30th of September is actually International Podcast Day. And Dave Lee from LA, who runs International Podcast Day, is going to be part of what we're doing. He's very impressed with what we're doing. And we're doing this to raise money for Lingen Davis. I'm, I'm, I'm not into... Um, doing these things to make money for me it's never <laughs> that's not the whitely method i do these things to help people um we have a venue thanks to shrewsbury town community they're letting us use a reach community hub we have our sponsors who are designing all of our logos artwork and helping us run our social media in reach they're fantastic for that thank you very much guys uh, and we, we have our website thanks to web orchard all these people coming together um to help a good cause the i the reason i'm doing this is to show people that if you've got a podcast if you've um, got a game streaming or if you've got a, a business that have, you know has a community around you um, use what you've got to help your local area um, we are going to expand this next year and i'm going to challenge people next year to do better than what we've done you know if you're in la if, you, if you're in france if you're up in scotland if you're also in shrewsbury uh, challenge me to see if we can do if we can have a competition see who does better because what what happens what happens if I lose? Uh, everybody's community is better off, aren't they? So that's why we're doing Pod Aid. Um, and we're very, very excited. We have a great lineup already. We've got like two or three spots left to fill up with our schedule. But what we are after at the moment is sponsors. Um, we are going to be selling our long sponsors for a minimum £100 donation, which at first I was kind of like, ah, this is a lot of money, but apparently that's peanuts to a lot of businesses and stuff. So, And you get it back anyway in text. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But £100 donation, that's not much, that's not much at all. We are building um, a donor, a D-O-N-R, donor um, system uh, where you can text to donate. Um, and so once we have uh, you confirmed as a sponsor and you screenshot the fact that you've donated, uh, you that you're in. And for that hour, you will get this hour is brought to you by such and such. And we'll display your logos. You can send us in trailers. You can send us videos, anything like that. And we'll display it during the event. Um, so if you want to get involved, please go to our website, which is um, the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. And uh, we'll, we can get in contact. You can get in contact with us there and we'll, we'll get you signed up. Uh, we're after 20 we get us 24 uh, and if we get 24 sponsors for that thing do the maths people that's 2400 pounds to start with 
Then we've got a lot, we got, we're gonna be doing a month long auction. We have the donate button. We have the ability here to affect my local community with resources from all around the world. And that's what PodAid is all about. So it sounds brilliant. It's 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 an idea a little like because last year I missed International Podcast Day and I like to be, get involved with these things and I thought how can we do something with International Podcast Day and I fired a message to the guys oh, I'm going to do a 24 hour podcast that'd be great but then I thought let's do it and raise some money for charity and when I think of Shrewsbury charities there are loads of great great charities in Shrewsbury of course I spoke to them on the show but when I, the, the first company I think of is Lingen Navis you know they do great things so they do fantastic things yeah they're fantastic so um, I'm very very excited about Pod Aid I, I can't I did, the logo looks amazing the name everything it stands for next year I could be uh, compared to Bob Geldof all the podcast world you never know <laughs> you never know where this is going to go but I appreciate your support and um, if you wouldn't mind on social media I'm going to be asking for a lot of help lots of likes shares and subscribes which might be an eye roller but uh, when it comes to things like YouTube and Facebook, a, a, a follow or a, or a subscribe absolutely uh, means the world because uh, we're going to be launching a brand new YouTube, uh, I believe, for this event only. And I think there's a minimum amount of subscribers you can have before you can stream for so long. So we're going to be doing a campaign of please subscribe to this YouTube, even though there's nothing going on it yet, so that we can do what we need to do. So just pay, listen out for that. And uh, we do appreciate your future support. Vince, you've been great to speak to, honestly. If, no, if it's it, been a pleasure. Thank you for coming in. If there's anything we can help with in the future, come back on again. This is great. I love having reoccurring guests. It's a, it's a nice thing to, to go out there and make friends that we can keep speaking to. So I will certainly take you up on that. Um, right. This has been great. We've been done just under an hour and a half. Blimey. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I love podcasts out there where you can just hit record and just go and, you know, you know, it's no time. Right, we'll catch you guys next time. And uh, thank you very, very much for listening. Peace out. <laughs>